Whisper Podcast. Oh, sorry. Whisper Podcast may contain content that may be sensitive for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. That's better. Hello and welcome to Whisper Podcast. I am your host, Dylan Gomez. And I'm Zach Tyler. Hi. We have a, a fun episode, a chaotic episode ready for you guys today. Chaotic. Chaotic. The chaos is here. I, I Sorry. It's, again, it sounds like my neighbors are dropping bowling balls like above Cute. there. <laughs> yeah yeah it's cute fun fresh um hello everybody okay so quick life update how are you dylan how has your week been what's going on in dylan it has land? been a wonderful week very productive um this morning i did decide my my beautiful adhd brain was like i am gonna reorganize my entire bedroom so i took everything out and just like put it everywhere and now I have to do that. Yes. Now I have to. <laughs> but, you know, Marie Kondo, you know, like, was I was listening to her speak. And hello, let's go. Uh, keep what makes you happy. And that is what I'm trying to do right yes. now. Yes. But I might have been off yes. a little bit more than I can chew. But I guess we're not going to acknowledge that right now. We're just going to. We're going to progress. Would you have bitten off more than you could chew if you knew that you couldn't do it? No. Okay. Mm. Let that sit. Okay, in. you're right. You're right. We can do this. I just, you know, when you just see everything everywhere, and then you're like, "What did I do?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Where so did that, my that's floor where go? I'm at right now. But it's gonna be. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good, guys. I will share a before and after photo on the Whisper Podcast okay. Instagram for everyone to watch. Yes. We need it. Please. You know what? We need to see the most vulnerable sides of each other. Like um, our emptied That's out, true, our yeah. vomiting closets. Vomiting closets. I don't think she does that <laughs> in my closet, but maybe a yeah. little. You guys will be the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little. Mm. I recently watched the new movie Turning Red, <gasps> which is going to be fun. I'm gonna, I want to chat about that a little bit. I know you have some movies you want to talk mm. about. Yes, I do. As well. So how was your week, Zach? My week was pretty good. I um I did a whole lot of physical therapy with my ankle. Um, so it's like now instead of like sitting, like I'm actually like moving with it. So yeah, getting into a little bit more of that. I've also been like cleaning up my house as well because I feel like spring is upon us. There we go. It's time for us to just refresh a little bit. Like, I used to just have a bunch of little knickknacks on my uh, console, but then I was mm-hmm. just like, why is there so much going on? Like, let's just do, like, one thing. So now I just have one little thing in each area, and I'm like, yes, I, I feel like I can breathe. And aside from that, I've also... What else have I done? I don't know. <laughs> it's been pretty chill here. Out with the old, in with the new. Out with the old, in with the new. Oh, this is what I was going to say in regards to, like, spring being around the corner. So yesterday, Zach and I were talking about, like, oh, like, is it cold outside? And she was like, well, yeah, it's still winter. And I was like, actually, we don't know that. The groundhog died. So. Oh, shoot. Really? (laughs) Yes. The groundhog died, didn't it? 
like the day before we were supposed I, I to find out that. whether it's winter or spring. <gasps> we don't fucking know. I don't like that. That groundhog supposedly had been the same groundhog for like a hundred years. So I don't. <laughs> you know I'm what? Scared. Shamu has been Shamu <laughs> for the past hundred years. So mm. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. So, so I guess we'll just have to stick our, our, our wet finger outside. And that's how we decide how the weather, what the weather is going to be. Or Regina's friend, you know, the one that can tell the weather with her, with her tits. With her tits. <laughs> we'll ask her now. Yes. We'll ask her. We need her. Bring her back. Okay. You want to go ahead and jump into today's topic, Dylan? Yes. Let's do it. What, what, what lovely topics uh, did you bring for us today? I see the iced coffee. Honey, you're first. <laughs> oh, I'm first. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> so the first topic I have for you guys is something that had been doing the rounds on TikTok, but I found it so incredibly just eye-opening because we all know how like messed up the the clothing industry. I feel like I've talked about this many times. Mm-hmm. But, um, so pretty much the labor for the the textile and, and the, the clothing industry, they, they sometimes, they don't get paid in, enough. The, the labor mm. doesn't get paid enough. Um, or livable wages to the people who are, who are workers, right, in the factories and everything. Um, but recently... Um, Target came out with a crochet line or a lot of clothing items that were crochet and this really blew people's minds just because the prices were so incredibly low for crocheted items Mm. and crochet cannot be mimicked by a machine so people who know much more than I about crochet and and clothing making clothing and everything were pretty much taking the price of the target item and pretty much like doing the math to see how much these people were getting paid because if crochet takes an average of so and so to make right each garment these people could be making less than three dollars per hour it was like forcing us to open our eyes to the essentially the mistreatment of the people in the in the you know, textile and um, clothing industry and the fast fashion industry. So I found that really eye-opening and I, and I, um, I'm happy that, that the creators who, who do know much more about that kind of stuff were, were doing the math and showing people like, Hey, you really need to be conscious of where you're getting your clothing from. Yeah. And I mean, if you like crochet, take it up yourself or pay a fair price for it. Yes. Um, I thought that was a really good message. I don't know. Do, do you like knitwear? Do you know anything about that whole thing that was going on recently? This is my first ever hearing of it just because you're on TikTok. So I feel like you receive a lot more information than <laughs> I do in a day. Um, but that's really interesting that, you know, that it would be sold for so much less and it's being sold at like Target. Like, that's really surprising to me almost. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, like, people aren't being fairly compensated for it is really unfortunate, you know, because those things, like, they take a lot of time to hand make them. And each one is different and unique in its own, you know, and it was touched by somebody. 
you know, so yeah. almost like removing like that humanitarian aspect in it and still treating it like it was made from a machine when it wasn't is really unsettling. Because that's usually the argument like, oh, it actually isn't doesn't take that long to make this item because we have machines that do it right. It's not actually a person, you know, slaving away for so many hours and it can't be argued with in this case just because crochet can't be mimicked by a machine so i just thought that was incredibly eye-opening and i'm so grateful to the people who brought that to my attention because that is not something i usually think about yeah especially looking at knitwear so i just thought that was a really cool eye-opening thing that oh yeah um, not that that was going on but i just i appreciate that that people who know we're sharing that kind of information so oh, we can 100%. open our eyes to those things going on. And I appreciate you bringing that to all of our attention too, because up until today I was fully unaware of like, oh, mm-hmm. that's a thing. Thank you for coming to <laughs> Dylan's Clothing Corner. So um, I have been vegetarian for a few years. I, I know that the dairy industry is also very bad, but I'm still working on kind of um, – subbing things out of my diet to to maybe become closer to mm-hmm. a vegan right but realistically for for me so so i have been doing that i've been following that for a while and something i found to be really interesting was an article i came across and a few videos that i saw about people talking about alternatives for the for meat right and different things that might be good substitutes for like protein because i think the the big argument that gets made all the time is like you can't be vegan you can't be vegetarian because there's not enough protein in the diet which i don't agree with i think that there are plenty of plant-based options that have high protein in them for example in other cultures they eat bugs like crickets and uh, grasshoppers and all 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 different kinds of bugs right and there are a lot of bugs. Yeah. A lot of bugs. And we don't tap into that resource. At least here in the U.S., it's very taboo to think about eating crickets, for example. But there are a lot of cultural dishes in, in other countries that are really delicious, for one, and have that as their source of protein. Yeah. Um, but I think that so many people, they can't look past that kind of taboo that we have here about bugs yeah oh my god and it makes me think about when i was in uh, cultural anthropology and we were given the story mm-hmm. called the nasarima and if you haven't read it i'm just going to ruin it for you right here but basically <laughs> it talks about what we do as like americans that may be perceived as taboo are strange to other cultures like mm-hmm. and, and a lot of it has to do with vanity like how vain we are over here in the u.s and uh like, but it almost puts it in this way of where it's not telling you actually what it is. So it's like saying that we like put our hair, like put our heads inside ovens, you know, and that's kind of like what uh, one of those little like blow drying hoods would be. Or it says that like we go to the medicine man to like uh, fucking hammer our teeth and like drill them and shit when it's like it's a dentist and like these different kinds of things that we do culturally as Americans that's super normal to us but from an outside perspective it can be seen as taboo so you know they talk to us about that first before bringing up like 
other cultures do eat bugs, you know, and this isn't something to be grossed out by. This is just what they do. And it's their normal, but they're able to get their full source of like vitamins and supplements and different things like that just from being able to eat bugs and like what's surrounding them too. So I really like that you brought that yeah, up. It's so nutritious. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's so nutritious. And I was, and I was looking up different uh, cultures that do have cultural dishes that are made from from bugs like scorpions and different just and some of them look really good so i tried this (laughs) i personally i just don't like eating animals but i I did try the cricket tacos and those are not bad they're crunchy so all right i feel like people if you're into that yes i mean i i definitely think it's you should give it a go Try different things that's good. Yeah. Because they're not, they're not all no. that bad. And uh, on a recent episode of Getting Curious with uh, Jonathan Van Ness, I don't know if you saw that they mm-hmm. dropped a new series on Netflix. And basically, like, it's just all the burning questions that she's had in her head that she feels like she needs to ask somebody. And one of his questions was like, oh, you know, like he wanted to get a little bit more curious about bugs. So they met with different bug experts and like talked about them. But then at the very end with it, end of it, they connected with the chef whose specialty is actually cooking with bugs. And uh, they actually enjoyed it with this like other famous person who was really excited to eat like these bug tacos and like this special dip and like all these fun things. So I was like, for me personally, it's still new, but I was like, it seems interesting and I'm intrigued. There's a lot of there's a lot that you can do just like you can with plants. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it seems really fun. So I, so I encourage people to think of food or different things as food because it, it is something like that we as Americans don't really tap into, but it would be, yeah. And if yeah. you guys know of any cultural dishes that you guys Eat a bug recommend us try, please let us know. Um, and Dylan will probably try it before I do, but with enough convincing <laughs> from Dylan, I may just try it. L- listen, let me tell you. Okay, maybe this isn't the rant that I go down right now, but I can barely like look at a bug. So, <laughs> yeah, but see, that's that's a thing that that's a taboo that you have because of how we're brought up here to be very scared of bugs. I do think it's also like an, a nature too. It's not just a nurture because um, there are things that we're scared of that we're essentially scared of from super early on, like oh, yeah. children. And you're like you're already scared of like snakes essentially or yeah or whatever because of like oh I'm frightened maybe, by snakes. You're like ancestors, your ancestors or your you know back 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 back. Um, had some kind of encounter with snakes and they they knew not to do not to get near them or whatever yeah thank you ancestors i I recently watched a show called 100 humans and like they just ask a bunch of like Mm -hmm. questions that people don't normally ask and basically one of the things that they mentioned in their episode like talking about bathroom habits was how going to the bathroom behind a closed door is a really privileged thing when you have people in other countries where they all will go to the bathroom in front of each other. And I think it was either the Greeks or the Romans who like had these little sitting areas where like everybody would just like sit across from each other in a room and they're just all using the toilet like in front of them. So there was no closed door. So again, speaking to cultural taboos, I feel like that 
goes in line with something like that. Yeah, no, that's really, that's crazy. I didn't know that. There is like this weird taboo about like using the restroom. Yeah. Nobody talks about using the restroom. It's very like. Yeah. <laughs> Different <laughs> rabbit hole. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> not, not that I'm saying everybody needs to be talking about it all the time, but like it is kind of something that's very hush hush. Everybody I feel poops. like somebody's having issues, like tummy troubles. Mm. It's usually, like you know, something that they feel lots of shame about. Like they'll, like if they have to call out from work, they won't yeah. be like, oh, you know, I have a turned tummy. Mm. I'm like very yeah. constipated right now, or something. They won't say that. They'll say something like, oh, I have a cold. <laughs> Let's start an IBS support group, you know. Dylan. So I think that's interesting. Email us at whisperwfpodcast.com to talk about your uh, IBS symptoms. We'll talk about it together. I did also, like I mentioned recently, I, I watched the movie mm. Turning Red. And and I don't know if it's, if, can I be a stand for a, a literal ba- boy band that doesn't exist? It's like a fictional boy band because I think it's absolutely adorable. Um, I love that boy band. I think it, I could see the influence that they took from so many different places to make this like fictional boy mm. band. I think it's so cute. It definitely was missing like a light stick. Also, I, I do want to mention too that it's it's a a female led project. So the director, the producers. Oh, is it really? Yes, yes. And um, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a female led project. So it's I think it's the first one of its kind for Disney, because um, they don't really <laughs> be so supporting the women directors. I I know that it's the second movie that i think this particular director has worked on um for pixar but it's the first one that she solely directed herself so i thought that was really cool wow also um so much chinese influence there um we're talking about culture excellent representation with culture i think it showed a lot of the complexities of like women like and their and their mothers which I found absolutely mm-hmm. fascinating because I feel like a lot of people don't don't talk about the challenges that come along with like growing up and how that could affect your relationship with your mother. So I found that lovely yes. as well. Uh, there was just so many things with with that um, movie that just felt very relatable, and the whole the, the whole premise because she turns into a red panda. And a few times it, it felt like like the, when they were talking about it, it potentially could be linked to getting your period or growing up. When I first saw the preview for Turning Red, I was like, okay, this is a coming of age story where a girl has her period. I saw it immediately. I was like, yes, this is what's going. And that's to- what you thought of. Yes. I was like, this is what's going to happen in this movie. <laughs> so the fact that you shared that, and it is actually about, you know, a, a coming of age story where a girl gets her period. I was like, it's, it's it. not literally, but it does kind of hint to that a few times because it's coming of age. Yeah. And then she goes through these changes. I don't know. I thought it was a fun way to look at it. And without revealing too much about the film, uh, I do appreciate that that is something yeah. that is talked about since more than half the population is essentially XX, right? Or 8 Yes. So. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. And you know what? This is hopefully this is a route for progressive Pixar. Let's get some more women directors directing Pixar movies. Yeah. And it shouldn't even be like a super progressive move or anything. Like it's literally should just. Be no, the it shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. It should just be it the shouldn't. basics, you know. So I'm glad that she got the opportunity and the whole team at um, Pixar that, you know, is responsible for the movie Turning Red. I hope that they move on to make other great Pixar movies because I did really enjoy that that movie and all the influences that it had to different great TV shows and yes. the nostalgia and the Sailor Moon references. I thought everything was so fun. So, Aww. <laughs> Cute. Yeah, so I just thought it was a really, really cool thing to have talked about in a, in a Disney movie because Disney is for kids, but also like kids need to learn about growing up and see themselves in in films disney has been has been getting like a lot of pushback because of the donations that they've made to anti-lgbtq politicians and i think that we should continue to hold them accountable but i think it is important to support the stories that that represent us as a community or even if they don't represent us directly but if they represent a minority i think it's important to support those films and those projects so we can get more content that supports the minorities right and they stop making the same the same story over and over again they can make something new and and it and they can know that it can be well received right i think it's important to continue to hold them accountable for for the donations that they did for the anti-LGBTQ politicians and tell them, hey, like you need to be actually making more content like Turning Red or like Shang-Chi, you know, and we need to support those projects. So, yeah, so I just I was happy to watch it. I thought it was really cute. I'm officially a townie. I think the, (laughs) the fan name for the fictional boy group. I am officially one. And I know that you wanted to speak about a very different kind of movie today, Zach. Dylan. So I know your mom told you to avoid this movie, but your mom did not tell me to avoid this movie. (laughs) I watched Fresh, and it is a movie starring Daisy Edgar Jones and Sebastian Stan from Pam and Tommy. He's the one who played Tommy Lee. Um, The movie was directed by Mimi Cave. Just to give you a little summary of what this movie is about, the horrors of modern dating are seen through the eyes of a young woman who is battling to survive her new boyfriend's unusual appetites. So I watched this movie and I don't want to give away too many details because I definitely feel like it's something you just have to watch. And it's definitely a good for her movie because that's all I'm going to say. It's a good for her movie. You know, as we talked about in three episodes Now I have to watch it. (laughs) And let's just say that her new boyfriend is uh, maybe a little bit of a cannibal. Um, yeah, yeah. So I can't honestly give away too many details of the movie. I will personally say that I really love the movie as a horror fan over here. It was very nice. It kept me engaged. It was 
very thrilling in a sense to where you're on your toes and you're like, oh, what's going to happen next? At any point, did it make you feel uneasy? Yes, it did make me feel uneasy because you, (laughs) let me just say, I would not watch this movie if you are somebody who cannot handle seeing human meat being handled like the meat that we eat. So... (laughs) Oh, if you have never seen a thigh be cut like a chicken thigh and it's a human, maybe this isn't for you. But yeah, very intense, very like queasy. Like it did leave me a little bit queasy and it got to the point where I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then Zach was like, Zach, you know that that's not actual meat. You know that that's like, you know, that that's not human meat. And I was just like, but it looks like it. It looks like it. Expect some cannibalism in there. Expect some uh, fucking good for her vibes. And also, it is like, it does have its cute little fun, fresh, quirky moments as well, too. So don't think that you're in just for the thrilling parts. It is there. But you also get some little bit of oomph with it. Still sound like something you don't want to watch, Dylan? I, you know, you just have to say good for her. And I'm on board with the film good for her also I, I i am a movie buff as well when it comes especially with horror stuff i i love horror movies um horror movies don't love we need me. to have a movie night yeah sometimes they don't love me because then i get scared but <laughs> i do very much enjoy horror movies and i love the classic ones. the one that i that i recently saw that just came out on netflix was the texas chainsaw massacre one but the remake and i'm just nervous to watch that because i like the first one so I didn't, oh dylan it's it's bad it was honestly no i okay i will not say that it hits you the same way that you know the original fucking texas chainsaw massacre hits you but it definitely has its own flair to it okay think of it as very modern very it's just very modern. Like, there's no way for other way for me to describe about it. Just imagine that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was living in 2022. That's all I have to say. Oh. <laughs> and there are the cinematography in it is beautiful. Really? Like, just absolutely beautiful. The colors that they use. Like, I like I was so visually engaged when I watched it. It was like four o'clock in the morning with Zach and we had all the lights in our house red. So maybe that added to it a little bit, but it was really enjoyable. That sounds fun. Um, oh, enjoyable and modern. Zach, I do want to point out <laughs> that you have a lovely new um, addition to your arm right there. I see that. That's a very beautiful tattoo. You want to tell us a little bit about I it? I do. Thank you. Yeah, sure. So uh, speaking of things that I've done, I got a new tattoo uh, to take a pause away from our topics really quick. I recently got a new tattoo. I don't know if y'all have seen what a Cupid doll looks like. I didn't know what they were up until like my mother-in-law said something about it. But um, so there's these things called Cupid dolls, adorable little babies that take different forms, it seems like. But a long time ago, I was at a bowling alley and me and my friend went outside and I found this sticker on a light pole and it was of a Cupid doll holding a gun and a rose. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I love this sticker so much. I'm going to save it. So that was maybe like six years ago. So time comes around. I'm feeling impulsive and I'm like, Zach, I want to go get a tattoo. And she's like, well, okay, I know what I want. What are you getting? And I was just like, I don't know. 
<laughs> so while feeling impulsive to get a tattoo, I didn't know what I wanted. But then, like, I went to go look for um, some jewelry, and I happened to have found this sticker. And I was like, this, this is what I want. So I asked my tattoo artist, and I was like, hey, like, can you replace the gun with a dagger? Because that's more my vibe. I don't do guns. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was like, can you replace the gun with a dagger? And I got this sexy little celestial baby. Uh, I like to call it my inner child. So it has a dagger in one hand, a rose on the other, some cute little moon crescents over here on the knees. Yeah, really adorable, very cute, very fun, very I love it. I love it. I think it's it suits you so well. Thank you. And I can just see you flaunting it right now on the <laughs> screen. So I'm glad that, that it, it was exactly you. what you wanted. And yes, I think that the dagger is a very nice touch. As opposed to the gun, I don't think I would like the Thank you. I don't think I would like the tattoo as much if it was a gun. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Not my vibe. Um speaking of human flesh, cannibalism, all this fun stuff. Did you know that hufu is a thing? What? What is that? Hufu. A healthy human flesh alternative. A plant-based meat product developed for vegan cannibals. I'm just going to let that sit in. Mm. So, if you are very much like our friend Sir Sebastian Stan's character in Fresh, you too, yourself, can try human meat, also known as hufu. That sounds... (laughs) unsettling i don't know how okay that's so weird so the flavor (laughs) of like human meat but somebody had to eat human meat to know what the flavor was and to re how did you capture that and recreate that yeah i don't know it's i would not try that fake human meat it's weird. So apparently Mark Nicholas, the founder and CEO of Hufu, basically he was eating a turkey sandwich and he was reading a good to eat riddles of food and culture, a book about humankind's food habits and cannibalism. And Hufu was marketed towards cannibals who want to quit at the time. Its website said that Hufu is a great convenience food for cannibals. So no more Friday night hunting raids, same home and enjoy a good, healthy taste of Hufu. Yeah. Is there enough cannibals? That's scary. Is there enough cannibals to keep that business running? Or enough cannibals that want to quit? Um, Like, that's so strange. Or is it the people who just are intrigued by the concept? Apparently, it was advertised between 2005 and 2006. I have not looked to see if Hufu is still for sale. Um, but apparently, it's supposed to carry the taste and texture of human flesh, um, but made out of tofu. So, yeah, I guess I guess the market had to be there at some point for somebody to want to make it. <laughs> That's true. I don't like. I don't like. The Would you want to try Hufu, Dylan? No. You want Hufu <laughs> stir fry? <laughs> I'm not even a little bit intrigued. Oh God, I feel so. Sometimes <laughs> I'm bringing all the cannibalism the, to the table this week. Sometimes the the Beyond Meat for me is too much like meat, and I can't do it. Like a little hufui for you a little bit, <laughs> a little bit weird. I'm like, Mm-mm, this is too realistic. Like, there's like the the faux meat that like bleeds now and that shit is too real for me i'm like uh uh-uh i feel like i'm eating a cow i don't like 
Yeah. I do not like the blood. Like, ugh. So, you know, I can't imagine that I enjoy, I would enjoy this hoo-foo either because apparently, like, that's kind of the effect that you're supposed to get. Like, it's going to, it's going to bleed a little bit. And I'm like, ugh. Just stop speaking about uh, human flesh and cannibalism. Let's talk a little bit about some artificial intelligence. So, have you recently updated your iPhone to iOS uh, 15.4? I think I have, yes. Honey, Siri is finding a new voice and Siri is giving us some friendly fucking some friendly fucking sass. So with the newest iOS uh, 15.4 update, we got a gender neutral Siri. So one that does not sound either quote unquote male nor quote unquote female. But basically, just because all of our devices like Alexa, Siri, Cortana, they all have uh, female sounding voices, which some people felt that it implied that women should be doing your bidding at any time. And basically, they just wanted to provide a little bit more inclusivity when it comes to having your AI Mm -hmm. talk to you. And let me just say, I recently updated my, uh, my phone and my HomePod. And uh, I have the new Siri here in my home, and they sound wonderful. I feel like I'm talking to a friend, and they're so friendly, and I've really come to enjoy their company. So if you, too, are looking to add this to your iPhone or Apple devices, it's going to be under the voice number four or the voice number five. And yeah, try it out. They're really cute, really fun, really fresh. I love that. I love that you can have a gender-neutral Siri now. Because I think it's it's kind of true. Like, why why are they always female voices? It's a little strange. I did have, like, I think my Siri is actually an Australian man. I had the Australian mask voice, and then I had the Australian femme voice before I had this one. Yeah, you can just switch it up a little bit. Mm. I don't know if you knew this, but eucalyptus is amazing, especially in your bathroom. So, for example, here in our bathroom, we don't have, like, one of those, like, ventilating fans. We only have a window. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it can get, like, a little bit stuffy in there, and the space just doesn't feel, like, fully purified, you know? I get you. But you know what I recently thought of is, like, how people put eucalyptus, like, in their showers, you know, to give them a little bit of, like, that spa feeling? I was like, what if we just put a eucalyptus plant, like, in a vase in the corner? Like, what will it do? So we went to Trader Joe's and we bought a little eucalyptus sponge. We put it in a vase and oh my God, Dylan, the air felt so fucking fresh in there and it smelled so clean like always. So apparently eucalyptus steam promotes immunity, decongests the sinuses, fight respiratory infections and overall like promotes wellness. Gotta love it. No, I know. And using natural um, like herbs and plants just to give you that that spa feeling in the bathroom i think is wonderful good idea yes no i love it and i think that if y'all haven't put eucalyptus in your bathroom today is a day that you should go and put eucalyptus in your <laughs> i bathroom. have been seeing that like make its rounds and, and i think that's a wonderful idea and i don't know why i hadn't thought about it sooner I feel like that was a sales pitch and you sold me. You sold me. I sold you. Hashtag not sponsored by Trader Joe's or eucalyptus. So go get yourself some eucalyptus if you haven't already. Uh, Aside from that, that's all my topics for this week, Dylan. Is there anything else that you would like to add? I just want everyone to have the best week. And I cannot wait for us to have this chat next week. Thank you to all our new listeners. 
and everyone who has supported and to all the old ones with and to the old ones the ones that have been hanging around with us for a while uh thank you guys for uh listening especially if you've gone in this far and uh we'll see you next week yes oh and uh be sure to follow us on instagram at whisper podcast and on twitter at whisper underscore podcast have a great week day month night whenever you are listening to this we love you and this is whisper Whisper Podcast. podcast bye thanks for listening to whisper podcast we're zach and dylan and you can find us at whisper podcast on instagram and on twitter at whisper underscore podcast cover art by dylan gomez Editing by Zach Tyler. Music by Audionautics.com. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Love the show? Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts.